The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Bringing you the newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. That's right. Well, me and Barry get together and talk about everything going on out here in his life. In these streets. That we feel not only we should be saying something about, but something that everybody should be saying something about. Don, don, da, don, don, da, don, da, don, da, don. <laughs> this is my morning episode. Oh, okay. You know, as everybody knows, and I really don't like or want to talk about it, but the Cavs went down in five. And five. Five. Frazier went down in five. Yeah, they went down in five. Um, The game... It was topsy-turvy for a while, but pretty much the whole second half, Golden State had that thing, and KD got his ring. Matt Barnes got his ring. Shout out one time to Matt Barnes, David West Sacramento's got, yeah. finest. David West got his ring, and um, I think the biggest thing is uh, KD getting his ring, and the Golden State Warriors are the champions again, and all of the hoopla. I mean, talking about the game overall, I don't know what Tyrone Lue was doing. Because Tristan Thomas didn't play a majority of that fourth quarter. He kept um, Colvert in there for three points and three-point shots. And a lot of it, he played small ball. And they kept on getting beat on the inside with these passes and these dunks. And Kyrie Irving wasn't playing. And Kevin Love sat on the bench for most of the um, first half. And I just think that LeBron James did everything he could do. But losing that critical game... Um, what game three? Three. Yeah. I think even the fact that they had won the game four and demolished the Warriors, that was bound to happen. I think if they had pride won, to get you one. Yeah, I mean they they no, nah, I don't know what think it was pride. I think that it was just the fact that they started playing their game. If they had won both those games, you could lose a game five, you come back and win a game six, and now game seven, it's all up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors are the 2016-2017 NBA champions. Uh, I still stand strongly on my stance. I literally watched zero uh, of this game. I wish I could, but I was. I'm such a a LeBron homer for the fact that everybody put so much hate and emphasis on hating LeBron. So I'm a LeBron guy because I respect the brother for not only being a stellar athlete, but for overcoming the obstacles and also being that one player that was touted as the chosen one and lived up to the hype. He's went to, what, eight finals, seven in a row, and yeah, he's uh, three and five. Three and five. But at the same time, I mean, let's really look at some of these people's lives that are probably talking down about this guy. What have you been successful in one time? The people who are anti-LeBron. Yeah, what have they been successful with? One I time. I don't know who. I mean, just to be a champion three times, when you look at the, the level of players that don't have a championship, Carl yeah. Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, you can go on and on. And for those who have one title, Drexler, for as good as he was, Terry Porter, Gary, I mean, you know, got Terry Porter didn't even have a title. You got all these different guys that um has one or has zero. LeBron James doing what he's doing, seven straight finals. You could call it what you want in the East, playing a juggernaut, 
And at the end of the day, Kevin Durant was just on a mission, and he just showed how good he really is. And yeah, well, I, I think the the issue when it comes to to uh, LeBron comments, some of it is hate, some of it is. You know, you just cut me off, but I'll just let you go. Like oh well, because I uh, I was done, but you go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. No, no, go finish, finish. Well, because the only thing that 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 something that maybe jumps out when you say that is that there are there is a percentage of people that hate him just on GP. Yeah, like just there's no there's no logical reason to attach to it. They just don't like him. Yeah. Uh, there is a percentage of people who uh, they have some basketball standard that they hold to him that for some reason in their mind he doesn't make up to. Once again, whatever. Um, with, with him, the, the stuff that I hear about him is usually has to do more personality. And I think where he gets the, the short end of the stick is that he's one of the few people who who's constantly that his personality is to supersede his his greatness for the game and for the for the the squeaky clean life that he has lived. Hey, you never hear about LeBron getting a jaywalking ticket, mm. but because there's certain character traits that certain people don't necessarily care for or or value in him, that that somehow tarnishes who he is. Whereas there have been other people historically who were horrific human beings. Mm. Yeah, everything from drug addicts to woman beaters, you know, sexual assaults to theft, uh, all that. Uh, And for whatever reason, those traits weren't as offsetting as for whatever it is that people feel about LeBron. Uh, I I think he just catches a lot of unnecessary heat. And for the people who are the the other players who have one ring or two rings, I don't know so much that there's a whole lot of them that do a lot of talking. I think it's more a lot of people on their behalf. No, I mean, there's definitely... I, yeah, I mean, like, you don't really, you really hear Clyde Drexler coming out saying LeBron ain't shit. Nah. You hear more uh, Portland Trailblazer fans or something. You'll hear, uh, you know, the, the athletes that have one ring or no rings. You don't really hear from them. I believe that in the era of LeBron, in the era of Curry, era of Iverson or whoever else, another great player that doesn't have a ring, when I see LeBron James and when I um, look at Curry... LeBron James is everything that a lot of men in general would love to be, right? The dude was is built like a tank. He's mobile. He's, he's quicker than lightning. And he's just so versatile on the basketball court, right? So he has that kind of aura and that kind of like, damn, look at that guy. He's basically a quicker, more athletic version of Karl Malone, a little bit slender, right? Then at the same time, Curry... You know, he's, he's pretty much the average height of a man, more yeah, or less. The NBA, but of a, of a, of a, of a, of a normal guy, guy yeah. right? He's a little bit taller uh, than average. And, and then you, you have him being kind of a baby face, and, you know, came into a a, 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 a a good home environment, which is kudos, and had his father, and, you know, okay, came with Curry. some kind of, uh, you know. Those that don't know. Yeah, exactly. He came with some kind of. Uh, NBA mystique, you know, majesty kind of legacy, you know, second, legacy, generation, second generation. And then on top of being second generation, he was the better generation where a lot of it we don't see. We, you, a lot of times we see the second generation fall flat. Yeah. And the first Dude, generation kind daddy of. Daddy sets the bar oh, and man. then the son Think gets Think about in Michael Jordan's sons. Well, I wonder what they're thinking when they haven't even sniffed the NBA courts, right? So what I saw, what I find it was so interesting is like when you go into the game four. 
at game five, not it happened. Game four doesn't mean anything. But I found it interesting how Curry was nowhere to be found. LeBron James played at his 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 highest level. He averaged a triple double through the whole final. If it was LeBron on the other way, on the other hand, it would have been a hailstorm of hate on LeBron. Like he cannot do anything right. Then in the same sense where you have Curry, he gets passes. And he's always gotten a pass. And I think that's what made LeBron so frustrated off the fact that the league was trying to transform into a Curry league. And it was just like, like, what about me? They try to do that with Derrick Rose. They've always trying to bring that next coming of someone else besides appreciate and value the greatness of LeBron James. So him losing kind of has the non-believers and those people that want to hate try to continue to rattle off how he's not as great as he seems to be or he claims to be or some people want him to be. And I think that's just all BS. Well, I think part of that goes along with him. Uh, and then it, to, to look at, so LeBron losing five, five rigs, that happens, whatever. Um, that's not, I think, where a lot of stuff that I just personally hear about LeBron. It's the stuff he did like after the game, after he loses the NBA Finals in five. And then his... I guess, statement to why he lost, he's saying that he never played on a super team. That, he never did. That he, D-Wade, and Bosh were, were never... I wasn't a super team. The thing about it, what you have to understand... Well, no, but okay, but... Well, I mean, that's what I'm going to do real quick. But, but, just to make the point, is that that comment... Who cares? But that's what people's issue Who is gives with. a... Sh- you know what? The funny thing about it, it's... This dude has been... The most targeted athlete that I've ever seen. And it, it makes me sick to my stomach that the only reason why he's targeted, it ain't because of these comments. It's not because that he um, stands six foot seven and that he's one hell of an athlete on the basketball court. It's because when he decided to take his power into his own hand and stand as a black man and say, I'm not going to direct where I'm going to go to places people feel I should go. I am going to do what's right for me, my career, and my family. I'm going to Miami. I'm not going to tell the owner because I've given him enough of what I'm going to tell him, but I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. That's been the big um, mark on LeBron James. Before that... LeBron no. James, yes it was, man. Before no. that, it was. I was right there watching the whole thing. Before LeBron James ever made that statement or before LeBron James ever did the decision, LeBron James was the next coming of Michael Jordan. He was a poster child and everybody loved him. Matter of fact, I can sit there and say that I didn't care too much about LeBron James because I was tired of people trying to put him on a pedestal. I felt he had to go through a few more heartaches and pain just like any other NBA player. But that's when I didn't really realize how ridiculous this league really was and how fans are really that critical and how they could burn jerseys, criticize a person that after he made a decision, he gave the money that he that he raised for the decision for $2 million to the Boys and Girls Club. And also to add, the reason why he made that statement of a super team, if people could think and go deeper into it, a super team, when you look at it, Chris Paul, excuse me, Bosch and Dwayne Wade. Bosch was in Toronto and he was he definitely was a star of his team, 
but you really didn't know what he would do with other star players. D. Wade, yes, he had won a championship before, but his team was out of the playoffs. Bosch had never um, even gone past the first round. Those guys came together for that season of 2010. A super team, the Warriors, is a team that had already won a championship, then had already posted up the best record in the NBA league to date. Then you have Kevin Durant. Add that up, super team. It's a difference when you have a championship plus team and then you add a superstar, second best player in my book at that particular time. I don't know what they were talking about with Curry. Durant had always been the second best player. Then you add Durant. That is called super team. You cannot create a super team when you're bringing two players together on a team that was didn't even make the playoffs the other year and that you're trying to fine-tune it where you're trying to put all the pieces together when really in reality everything was set you got marginal players out there and then you put a superstar with those shooters super team <laughs> okay not the point though <laughs> that's what you're gonna try to make the point that no, no, no. people hated lebron no, you can you can try to, but that's the reason why the hate started with LeBron. It wasn't because no one even paid attention to certain things that LeBron said. It was after he made the decision, they started to hate what he did, what he said, what he was about. Okay. Criticized him. That's where he got a lot of backlash over the decision. That's not the only reason why people make comments about LeBron James. I personally was privy to conversations that there was publications, journalists, analysts, as well as sports fans who wrote about him while he was in Cleveland the first time before he ever went to Miami, before the decision was ever even on the table. And they addressed his fourth quarter play when it was going through the, in the postseason that came up while he was a Cleveland Cavalier, that people were, were saying that he was faltering towards the end of, 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 of big games. That was really had to do more with the Boston series, and he had issues against with Detroit. So, what? What? Wait, what are you talking about, you, Detroit? Do you see the play that he did with Detroit? Okay. Come on, nah, get, bro, you're, get you're, your facts right. And no, with, no, no, it had nothing to do with Detroit. And one thing, the, well, how can you talk about fourth quarter? I'm just gonna sit there and say, how can we talk about fourth quarter when LeBron James took his team with nobody to the NBA championship? Uh, you're saying on. so based upon what you're saying is that this man never had one critique as his entire run as a Cleveland. He Cavalier. had critiques on certain levels, but not to okay. the level, no, not no, to the level and that. not to the extreme of when he made the decision. Once again, not the point. Facts. I'm not fine. That's not what I'm talking about. You're saying that nothing came up about him until the decision. I'm saying that's not true. Was it to the same degree? No. I'm saying that there's a percentage of people who had issues with LeBron, but I already addressed that there's people who hated him just because. I already addressed there's people who hated him for, for you can throw the decision in there. And there are people who hated him for no reason. I'm saying all those things being considered, some of the things that came up about him that had nothing to do with the, the, with the decision, they addressed the way, certain offhand comments he would make. There are people who have nothing to do with his basketball acumen, nothing to do with, with his ability to score points or, or, or get rebounds. There are people who find character things in him, personality traits about him, that they were using as their justification to, to write things about him. 
and to have negative things to say about him. That has been consistent through his career. An example, which what my point was, is right after this finals, where he said he never played for a super team. People then gravitated to that, saying this is another thing that he says that, that kind of rubs people the wrong way for his personality, as opposed to just saying, I got beat by a better team, as opposed to just saying, we're going to come back strong next year. There's the little silent underdigs that people run with. That was my point. You know what? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> because well, I was okay, before we went no, on the no, run, no, no, right? Like this, no, that because, was, because, because at the end of the day, I don't, as much as he takes, and that's what I was bringing up, what I was saying, as much as he takes, as far as criticism, as much as he takes the higher road, if he feels like he wants to have a moment or a few times where he says, I didn't play for a super team, I don't knock him for it. And you have more critics that will try to dis dissect his game instead of embrace his greatness. So, I mean, I don't mind when um, someone wants to be cliche or in the great words of Iverson, practice. You're talking about practice. <laughs> like Those kind of things are going to be some of those things star athletes who have to deal with the amount of pressure that they have to deal with on an everyday basis is going to say. And I'm okay with it. I, 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 really, I really think that everyone wants to dissect somebody but has never lived in somebody's shoes. But instead of looking at it at the great feats and great accomplishments like damn. This dude has come and actually went to eight finals. How many finals did Jerry West go to and how many finals did he win? But we never talk about that. We never talk about the logo. And we never talk about how Will Chamberlain, yes, he was great, but how many finals he lost or how many finals he went to. Let's appreciate the person for what he's done. Because to be honest with you, LeBron James for the last seven years, for his whole career pretty much, after the Iverson moved and even during the Kobe Bryant and um, uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal wave that we went through. He has been the most talked about athlete that you've had that has continued to move ratings. His move to Miami, it, it, it made ratings. His move back to Cleveland made ratings. His leaving uh, Cleveland made ratings. And if you don't have a LeBron, you don't have a Durant getting a title. If you don't have a LeBron, you don't have a Curry being able to emerge seemingly from nowhere and be in the position he is. We should applaud. I'm going to applaud that man because he has been the most watchable thing in the NBA. When he leaves, the NBA will not be watchable. So now, take that, critics. Okay. All right. So, like I said, the, the purpose of what, why I was bringing up the, the personality traits that people bring up about is very similar to the stuff that you hear about Kevin Durant, that nobody insults Kevin Durant's game, per se. No one's saying that he needs that he doesn't score enough points or that he, you know, he poor court vision or ball handles or none of that. The people, the issues that people have with Kevin Durant are re relegated to his. Like said, character traits and to his personality. And most of the heat that he has taken has been in direct correlation to that. The, the same, not to the same degree as the decision, but the I, the when he left Oklahoma to come to Golden State. There's a lot of people who question parts of his character and his personality for leaving a, a, a competitive team to go to the team that beat you. You know, and so these are two guys who are 
both won at the top level of their respective careers, both league MVPs, both both finals champions. They are the best at what they do in their particular field. But yet it's things about their personality is which keeps getting pushed to the forefront over their talent in their job. And that's something that I think that happens a lot. But something that was the commonality between the two and something that was interesting, just something that I was thinking about as we go into this weekend. This weekend is is Father's Day that is represented here in the United States of America. Listen, that is going to be a day with a lot of Negroes ain't going to be on social media. (laughs) That's going to be a day. That's going to be a lot of brothers looking in the mirror and asking themselves, what kind of Negro am I? Really, though? Oh, I, well, I think if you ain't been if you ain't been ish be the, for 365 I, yeah, days, I, 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 mean, I, I, I really understand. Yeah, you're right. But then I think because you're really going to feel it. To me, I don't give a damn about any of the holidays, as you know. Yeah. But to me, that day, <laughs> I love that day because all of these uh, um, sperm donors, these deadbeats, have to feel that pressure and have to know if any other day. Out of the 365, you know, this one day is going to be the day I feel and I feel they will be ooh, God, like feeling the pain. Well, man. the thing about Father's Day that, that comes up that I, and I'm sure there's a there's a percentage of dudes out there who they really get in their feelings over the day. They can do some self-reflecting or or they just get better phone calls or worse <laughs> off. The phone just doesn't ring. Like just, they, you know, the kids ain't messing with them like that. Uh, and I think there's a percentage of dudes that don't care. I think that if your kid is over 10 and you haven't been involved in that decade, you're probably not feeling a certain kind of way on Father's Day. You're 11. You, you probably moved on to whatever else that you're doing. Uh, but something that comes out that uh, I think is I understand it, but I, I think we probably need to curb a little bit are the women that come out for Father's Day. Like if you ever if you any social media post, anything that you find when Father's Day rolls around, every single mother comes out parading her accomplishments and her feats on Father's Day. Man, uh, I'm the mama and the daddy. I would pay the bills. I I'm doing the, it both. I'm everything, you know, in this household, which I respect. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're a woman that finds yourself in a position where she, well, first off, too, let's, let's preface this with the exception of uh, death. You know, or, or some kind of terminal illness or injury. Uh, if you are a single parent, uh, most part that is just really due to the result of poor mate picking. Don't say that. So, so no, let, let's just properly put that where it is. If don't you go, don't go there, brother. If, if you are a single parent, and, and what I mean by single is not your relationship status, you're, but single as in there is no resources, there's no help, there's no nothing from the other parent. Because a lot of people confuse that too. If, if the two parents break up and you don't have a man anymore or you don't have a woman, so you consider yourself your relationship status to your parenting. Oh, I'm a single parent. Does he pay child support? Yeah. OK, you ain't a single parent. You're not doing it all by yourself. Your dating status is single and you ain't got no man. But 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 you're not doing everything alone. If he's taking junior on weekends and, and he's every other holiday, all that you're not doing it by yourself. But if we're talking about when you are. When it's 100% all on you, typically that's a result of just picking a, a bad person. Mm-hmm. But wh- why I think that that's important that we need to get away from is because that mentality of I do everything myself, 
on the mom and the daddy does two things. Uh, one, it removes the, the, the responsibility if you're raising a son because you've now planted a blueprint that he does not need to do these things because mm-hmm. he can find him a woman that does. There's not that ingrained, I need to get up and provide, I need to get up and, and work, I need to get up and protect, because I have somebody telling me every single day how she doesn't need a man to do any of those things. So I just need to find me a woman who thinks like my mom. Mm. And if you're raising a daughter, you're raising her in the blueprint of finding a man that can do all these things is not a necessity, nor is it a deal breaker. Yeah. If he doesn't work, if he's not a provider, if he's not a protector... I'll be all right because I watched my mama do it by herself. <laughs> so I don't need to go out and find a man that fits this criteria and has these traits and is about this life like that. I don't need to find one. I can find any dude. And if he doesn't and if he falls short, I can do it myself because I watched my mama do it herself. Yeah. And why I tie these things in to what my point was with with LeBron and Kevin Durant. These are both two men who were raised by their mother. These are both two men who are the product of of a single parent household. So first off, when we talk about applause, more than I would give an applause to LeBron for making it to the finals seven times, I would applaud their mothers for raising two sons who you've never heard about legal issues. You never heard about crime problems. You've never heard, you know, illegitimate children out there. They're not putting their hands on women. They're not doing all that. And they've gone to be the upper echelon of their respective profession. These are two women who raised up two good, two, two good guys. So I give more creed, more applaud to them than I care about dude being, you know, how many times you get to the finals. But something that is with inherent within the traits when you typically start finding women who raise sons up by themselves are some of the same traits that are are, that are constantly brought up about Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Hmm. Like, I respect your opinion in the sense that he didn't hear any of those things about the backlash till the decision. But one of the things that was consistently brought up about both those men is their indecision is about their their uh, that lack of that that overhaul of testosterone conquer. I'm going to do all this myself. They're they're deferring to somebody else like certain kind of things that were that are addressed. But that's what I'm referring to with things that came out about him before the decision. Those types of personality traits. So I think is there something in that? When you start talking about sons who were raised solely by women, is some of that stuff, you know, you hear all the time a woman can't raise a man to be a man. That doesn't mean you can't raise a man to be successful. But even if you make it at the most successful at your position, is there still some manhood stuff missing? I think there's a lot of successful men that have been raised by women without any natural, naturally manhood things missing. But we also have to remember with the LeBrons of the world, the Durants of the world, some of their father figures were their coaches. So when you have them around centered men that um, have them focused on that thing, that goal, that that common thing that can say, hey, your whole life can change around. Look at who you are right now, but look at who you can be. I think that the most important part of a man, if they're being raised by a woman, is figuring out what male figure can I have in my child's life. So I think that when you look at that, I don't solely think it was just the woman, woman, even though they'll get most of the credit. But LeBron James even says it a lot that, you know, he had some great mentors, some great coaches, some people that really took him out of his mother's house. And he was actually living with, um, you know, a few of those coaches because his mother, you know, she had some issues. 
so I, I look at it that now, you know, speeding forward to where this generation is, you can see the lack of that male figure with so much of the things that I see with a lot of our youth, a lot of more sensitivity, um, not knowing and understanding how to uh, respond, certain behaviors, being more girlish, don't want to sit there and be sexist, but I mean, there are some woman trait that a lot of these men uh, come out of, not knowing certain traits that a man is supposed to have, like, you have a lot more men into pimping, right? There's a yeah. reason for that. It's not it's not because that, you know, their fathers are training them into it. It's almost kind of like, well, hey, I've seen my mother, my aunties, and whoever else is raising me as a woman do everything for me. Or I've seen them in bad relationships. And, you know, this girl is giving me a pair of socks. So I, I'm going to be pimpy gold, right? Yeah. So you see a lot of those different things coming up now more than ever because it is – there's a lack of, you know, manhood in a household, regardless of if it's the father or a male who is a mentor, who is a coach, or even a mom's boyfriend that's a solid dude. So I, I look at that when you talk about indecision, I look at it more of a smart business move. So I don't really necessarily see it like that because I still understand that. Though they didn't have a particular male in the household with the athletes, they had coaches that saw the potential and moved as male role models or real models and fathers. Where now, a lot more of the shift with the young people on the streets where these males really lack that and need that because they don't know how to do anything for themselves. Okay. We're just using those two as an example because it's the, and, and why I, I, I use them also is because there's this notion that uh, because you don't go to jail or and because you make money, then like there, there, especially within our community, there's there's this this premise of why well, he didn't get the cops called on him and he, he got bread. So there can't be any any other deficits. There's no other holes, because if you figure out a way to, to avoid, you know, the criminal justice system and you figure out a way to get a check, then you've done it. Yeah. And, and I think that that type of flawed thinking is where I, I think that, like I said, where we start seeing, uh, well, I think more so just a question. Because like I said, I use those two as an example just because they're yeah. wide range and most people can kind of gravitate to the traits that I'm talking about. If you've ever seen them or heard about, you've heard some of this before. Well, if you I agree mean, with it or not, you, you, more likely than not, you probably heard some of these things about one of these two guys. Well, be, well, it, well here's the thing about it. When you talk about I've got them to be where they're at, they haven't gone to jail, they made money. I think that one of my young youth that I mentor, and you know him as well, um, you like to call him the young Cassius Clay. Yeah. He's a perfect example of a male that needs a male in the household. Yeah. He don't know how to do nothing. He's lazy. Um, he has no sense of urgency. He has no pick-me-up. He has a false sense of reality. He's not a bad kid. He's not a bad kid at all. But he's one of those kids that's sucking on his mommy's nipple and doesn't realize that, hey, homeboy, that nipple is going to dry out. You know what I mean? There's going to be no milk. In the very near future. And there's going to be no milk, right? And even telling him some of the simplest tasks, there's no sense of urgency or need or a rush. It's almost like, oh, huh? And then when he is in this rush 
he's all over the place. He doesn't even know what he's doing. And those moments I really look at right then and there that sometimes, and this is not to knock motherhood because motherhood is one of the most important, if the most important piece of us because, you know, we are birthed by mom, right? I think and believe that nowadays the way it's being played out that women cannot continue to baby their child or engage in their child more or less like I'm the mother and you are my son, not I'm the mother, I'm your girlfriend, I'm your wife, I'm your maid, I'm your provider. And I think these roles, I'm the man of the house. I think these roles are unfortunately put on the mother so often because the lack of where I say lack of man, I will also say lack of auntie, lack of grandma, lack of big daddy, lack of all these different things and lack of community that used to be more or less a village that helped to move a child. I would love to see Kevin Durant and LeBron uh, James be born now and yeah. see what would end up uh, conspiring because the village is not connected. So. Putting putting that in perspective too as well, because for for a lot of people, the idea of raising a child by yourself, though the numbers are are are, are drastically higher now than they were decades, thirty years ago, forty years ago. Uh, the difference is is exactly what you said, because there's a lot of people who miss that. They look at it strictly for the household, that if it's it's a single parent household. But thirty years ago, grandma was involved, auntie was involved, uncle was involved. Cousins were involved. So even though you may have been a single parent by way of the two people who brought the baby into the world, this, the, the mother and even the father, because because I mean, we always allude to single parents as all being women. There, there's a lot of men out there raising babies by themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's still there was a support structure around. Them. You know, grandma is watching the baby while so and so is at work. Older sisters babysitting until you get home from school. Uh Uncle's going to pick them up on the weekends and, and spend time with them. Auntie's going to take them, you know, Friday and Saturday night or maybe take them to church on Sunday. Like there's all these other hands involved in that that would help. Uh, what I'm looking at is, is that where we are now, we are deep in. We are now two generations into this hardcore mindset and mentality of the disposable man. That's what the basic premise of what feminism is now is, is that I don't need a man. And that this campaign is going to be strong this weekend. Like, oh, I, I mean, strong, like Charles Oakley in the paint, strong about how I pay all the bills. I'm to do this. I'm the mommy and the daddy. And I think it's just it's important to say something to how damaging that type of talk actually is. <laughs> it, 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 I, why do women want it so bad to have double holidays? Well, because it, it's the validation because because sticking right on that. You don't see single men, single parent men popping up on Mother's Day talking about I'm the only parent. I'm this kid's mother and father, even if that's true. Mama could have passed away. Mama could have been locked up. Mama could have ran off, whatever. And really, it is one. like I, OK, a good example of my older brother. Uh, he, at some point in time, his, his baby mama decided she didn't want to be a parent anymore. <laughs> More or less. Here's your daughter. <laughs> you know, I'll let you later. And he had a little girl who it was just him, mm -hmm. you know, and though in that household, he was the one he was he was both parents. He was doing everything from, you know, making sure her hair was was braided, getting her cleaned up and ready for school and all that. 
You were never going to see him on Mother's Day talking about where's my dinner, where's my free lunch at Denny's. Mm. You know, who's taking me to the Olive Garden on, on Mother's Day? Mm. Like, we just innately don't have that. But, and I, I respect, I understand why women have that need, like, like, woohoo, like, pay attention to me on this day, too, because I'm doing it all. But I, I just think that that's important that we address, like, what that really does and what that really looks like. Like I said, these, these young boys, it is, it is, your six-year-old son being the man of the house is crippling it. Oh, oh, man. And that's another fact of what, when we talked about the terms of the roles the mothers play, yeah. the mother also inflicts a role of you are the man of the house. And I think that that's always been um, a, a deficit when we speak upon those kind of things to young people that, that young. Oh, you're, How? I don't even got pubic care, you know what I mean? So, in that sense, <laughs> I cannot stand the deadbeat Negro with no stretch of the imagination. I have friends that I can't be friends with them to this day because of their deadbeat syndrome. Yes. I have just don't, it's, I practice that just like I practice not using the N-word, literally, really religiously, because I don't feel that if you can't take care of your own, there ain't nothing you and I can um, associate with. There's nothing that you and I can break bread with. And how can I really trust you <laughs> with anything if you can't even handle your business with your own? And I've gone through hell and high water with mine. Still do. And my daughter's about to be 21 in July. Okay. So I don't want to hear about my baby mama tripping and blah, blah, blah. I've gone, done through, went through it all. And, you know, we still have a mobile relationship where we conduct our business with our child. So that being said, I still think that to me, it's very petty that women find a way to slap in the face of the men who are the standard for the men who do step up for the men that are great fathers to slap us in the face and say, well, you know, because of Tyrone and Joel that you chose. Yeah, exactly. That you pick, that you decided that you knew was running wild, that you knew had 54 bitches, that you knew had three or four baby mamas per before you even injected. He was, that he wasn't taking care of them kids. Okay. That you decided to sit down and lay down with him. That becomes a you problem. Right now, there are certain circumstances. We were together. He seemed cool. He ran out. OK, but that could be vice versa as well. So sometimes I think going into opening up this subject uh, in a broader sense, let's stop creating that poor is me. I'm dealing as a mother and a father. And let's start looking at, damn. I need to take accountability for the Negro I slept with. Yeah, because there's a lot of times where I've known women who they, it's them and their two kids. OK, but ain't no two people in that house got the same last name. Man, facts. You know what I'm saying? And so at some point, you know, you didn't marry the dude, two kids by two different dudes. And you'll sit there and say that you got with two, there ain't no real men out here, and that your your baby daddies are both two dudes that ain't shit. At some point, there needs to be the realization that a out of the potential I don't know four billion men walking the face of the earth, you pick two ain't shit dudes to procreate with, uh, and b 
What is it about you that not only do you attract, but are attracted to, mm. you know, these ain't ish individuals? Because there has to be some kind of ownership. And the reason why, like these, why I think that's important to address and to say something about is, like I said, hey, I think there's a lot of women who don't mean anything by it. Mm. I think that they look at it is, is that I'm going to take this day because I'm putting in this work too. Yeah. But I don't think they realize, like what you're saying is, is how it is a slap in the face of the men that are doing their part. That, that there is a division and a difference between men and women, that the roles that we have and, and how we operate and what we bring to the table is not the same. It's not a value system of who's more important. It's just different. Mm -hmm. And when you negate what a, a man's significance is, you then set a precedence to the children that a man's presence is insignificant. Nice. So if you're if you're campaigning, if you're campaigning that him being there is insignificant, you are telling your son, I don't have to be there. Yeah, I, I've been taught my whole life that a man being there is optional. Mm. I can choose if I want to be an involved father. Mm -hmm. You're teaching your daughter. I've learned my her my entire life. My mama says she got both. Mm. If you can find a man that sticks around, cool, but you don't need him. Mm. What do you think that changes the parameter for the type of male she goes out to find? Mm -hmm. The type of male he grows up to become. Mm -hmm. Like all that being steadfast, being responsible, being honest, character and integrity, all that then it gets put into the option category. Mm -hmm. I, you mean I ain't got to be ish? I, I don't have to find a man that's, that's ish? I'm willing to put everything on my back and then what that has done to women in our in our society, women don't outlive men anymore. Mm. The old day, that was the old joke, yeah, was old joke. For, for, for decades about how, you know, she going out. I'm, I'm going to outlive him and, and I'm gonna, not anymore. get all his money. In day. Yeah, not anymore. Because of women, the, the, the have taken on the stresses, the, the, the mentality, the energy, masculine energy of presuming that role and, and trying to walk those shoes. It is literally killing them like it kills us. Mm -hmm. The what the stress levels, the anxiety, the heart problems, all the stuff that why if you go back to the old days, why daddy always looked pissed off? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> why mama, grandpa was mama, always tired. Mama has become JJ Evans, right? Exactly. And and it is literally killing you. And I think that you know, and it's funny that you bring that up because I've had some sweet, sweet mamas. There's one girl that I was dating, and she was a hot one. Golly. Then she busted out saying she had five. Then one time when we started dating, it's like now she has six. The other one she gave up for adoption. And then, you know, out of the out of the five, or excuse me, the six, there was, you know, four of them had four different baby daddies, and the other one was a whole different story. I don't even want to talk about that. But that to me. That whole sexy package gets kind of it goes, you you know the not points getting knocked, points getting knocked, and I'm not one person to sit there and say I'm not for the kids because you know Uncle B loves the kids, but I'm not for your baggage, and that yeah. baggage becomes the issue because now if you have baggage, if you haven't been able to deal with the certain issues, I don't care how much food you put on the table, I don't care about. How many times you bring cupcakes to the, the school. I don't care if you're showing up at the basketball games. What I do care is how much 
integrity are you putting in these young people especially if you have boys and you don't have them around solid young i mean solid men so they can look at themselves and be like all right i want to be like that because then they start chasing waterfalls and they start trying to create and, and um be something that they're not used to or be something that they are not made to be and i've seen that happen so up so many times and when a man like me who's more structured who's who's centered and based who realized at a very early age, uh, I don't know if this daughter mom thing is going to work out for me. I think that I'm going to have to go ahead and get that condom, wrap it up, and make sure whoever I'm dealing with is protected as well. Because I am not going to go ahead and continue to have a whole bunch of baby mamas and a whole bunch of uh, berry babies running around these streets. And as well as learning and understanding that I don't really particularly want to deal with a woman with that many kids because I'm dealing with so many different personalities. And when you're coming in and some of these kids are teenagers and you haven't been able to blend your brand or or uh, put your stamp on it, so to speak, to help move these kids in the right direction, damn, they're almost a wrap, bro. Okay, let's a couple things because I, I don't want it to feel like it's it's just coming down on women for your. It ain't the, no, 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 no. The queens love it. No, I love you, queens. No, because I think that there's something. Because, Happy Father's Day. No, because I think there's also some stuff that dudes jump on that too. So first off, we talk about multiple fathers. Age is a huge factor. So it, it, you know, what I'm saying if you had a baby at 16 with some dude that didn't pan out, you met another dude at 22, y'all got married. Had a baby, you know, at 25. Y'all got divorced at 33. You met another dude who did maybe never had kids. And so you get, you got married again at 35 and had a third kid. That's three kids by three different dudes. And you're now 36, 37. That is a different scenario than three kids by three different dudes. And you're 23. You know what I'm saying? So and, and, and why that's important and, and, and why I think that that needs to be addressed is because what that says about you to your children is different. Because if you have three kids of the first example, they can sit there and say, OK, mama got mama, mama messed up in high school, but she found a man that she was in love in a committed relationship. She had a baby. That relationship didn't work out, but she found another dude that was solid and she married that man as well. And they had another baby to extend their family. Mom still respects love. She still respects herself. She's still carrying herself with a degree of respect and decorum for who she deals with. If you've got little kids that are growing up, and specifically boys, who four of them are staring at each other and ain't nobody got the same last name, mama can put food on the table. Mama can, can keep all the lights on. Mama can show up at the soccer games and take them to Little League. But what, they what that says about mama is mama's vagina ain't ish. There is no value on it. See, now, see, you just got done talking and saying, thank you, ladies. We love you. And now you're going into saying the women's vagina ain't ish. No, when you, well, that's that's the translated message. Hey, hey. That's real. Ladies, he said it, not me. Oh, no, that's me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, that's 100% me. Remember, it ain't Barry Axie is saying the crazy stuff. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's Jermaine Morris. I'm, and, I, and I stand on it. If you've got four kids by four different dudes who are relatively close in age. Oh, man, we're going to get hate mail today. I'm just saying. It teaches them that, that there's not that about. That doesn't mean that mom's not ish. It don't mean that mom's not a provider. It doesn't mean that, that, that you know, mom, mom kept the lights on. Mom did what she had to do. She kept food in our belly. The translation, dude, vagina value? Nil. I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't. I'm going to come defend. Let me put my cape on. 
Go ahead. All right, let me put my Jason Whitlock on. Let me go ahead. <laughs> let me defend. I don't think necessarily that because I'm gonna let you know the 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 five pack as I called her. She had some of that. Not the dude that messes with her. Her children. So the type of guys that they grow up into, like how they value the significance of making sure that they're using protection, how what they view is, you know, the value that they put on the woman that they're sleeping with. If they grow up in an environment where they're with they're growing up under a woman who just has babies with all these miscellaneous people. That starts to work into the thought process on the type of women that they find. I feel. Yes, but vagina, I don't think really has anything to do with it. I think that's just the, a you, you better you're cutting it kind of thin, bro. When you're saying it, they're hearing only one thing. I really believe it's basically focusing on who is that woman now? How much can she take? And when I dated that one particular chick, I saw that all of that baggage continued to grow with her instead of separating from her. And I believe that that becomes the thing where the bitterness, because there's a lot of, I had to block one of the bitter chicks that was on my Facebook page about her baby daddy. And it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know the brother like that. I didn't sleep with the brother. I mean, yeah, if you were underage or whatever, you still slept with the brother. Don't blame that on me. Don't take all of your frustration about men on me because of him and it's not like i was dating her but there's just so many different things she used to post it's just like dude what's up with you and i couldn't stand the chick so i signed i finally said first person i ever blocked because i said you know what i'm i listen i'm gonna see you and curse you out so let me just make this relatively smooth for both of us and let me just block you i felt good about it too but as i'm saying is i basically believe if a woman could find some type of healing a good sense of understanding, stay whole, not go and say that one relationship um, ended up being bad. I'm going to go find the next one to try to replace this one so that person can replace whatever that person left me. If you just chill, start to learn more about yourself, understand what you need to do, know the role of the woman that you need to play for your child, whether it's a boy or a girl, and understand the importance of putting some mentorship, another portion of that other person that your child is going to be missing, I think that comes into being a better place and an easier calm. It's usually when they bring in the extra baggage, I feel, is when everything hits the curtains. Okay. And that's when they start going and trying to... Uh, Looking for love in all the wrong places, a mistake, um, lust for love. Okay, well, I, I agree with that. I think maybe my point is more to more often than not, I would say that if you are four kids deep by four different dudes and all four are under 10, there's probably, you're probably not there yet on that degree of healing, self awareness, self reflection, and, and, and healthily moving forward. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. That doesn't mean that there's nobody walking the face of say I did it. I'm not saying that that person doesn't exist. I'm probably saying that probably more likely than not, you're probably not there yet. And I'm saying, and that type of behavior, like as a grown man or woman, you can realistically you can do what you want. Like I mean, I mean just tell you how many babies you can have or how many partners you can have, whatever, do what you want. But it does affect the children that come up oh, under, most which, which is what I'm saying. Was my point is, and so 
those things all being considered are necessary. So, I mean, we're going into Father's Day and this is addressing the the women and and who are going to come out. They're going to come out in a parade. They're going to come out trying to get their daddy shine on. Uh, but to the men out there. So I, I will say this. Not only are we solution oriented, we do still give pats on the back also. Uh, all the guys out there who are doing it right, because realistically manhood is rooted in responsibility Man. and the dudes who are doing it right like me don't look for the kudos not at all and i think that that's a huge difference too you don't see men who are doing it like they're supposed to saying hey look at me being a good parent not at all you know i think that so i think that we when you have guys who are just getting silent victories you know what i'm saying like they they just they tim duncan you know what I'm saying? You just look up and they got 25 I, and 15. No, I don't like to. You know what I'm saying? Looking. The reference. I'm just the reference. The no flash. The no yeah. craziness. You just you just the workhorse. A little a, lo- a little bit of Iverson for me. I, you know, a little flash yeah, though. Yeah, I'm talking about the dudes with no flash. Yeah. Well, the Lennox Lewis's of the game. Oh God. Once again, no flash. Uh, okay, I'm more Tyson. But go but, ahead. Once again, no flash. I'm looking for the no flash dudes. The dudes who just go to work every day. The dudes that that raise their kids up, try to teach them lessons, be that backbone, that 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 structure. Don't drive they they baby mamas up the wall or mm-hmm. their significant others. Not at all. Try to accommodate and peace and, and make the best environment for their families that they're raising up. Them dudes is just the silent champions. Nah. There's never gonna be, you know, they're, they're they're never out there like that. And so ah, the chairs on the ground. So for the women that come in with that need to want to step on their day. Mm. Take that into consideration also that you're not stepping on the ain't shit dude because he's not repping the day anyway. You stepping on the dude that is the shit. You stepping on the dude, the silent champion. You stepping on that dude who, who go like I said, who goes to work, minds his P's and Q's and does what he's supposed to. You're stepping on his day. Well, you don't have to worry about it, ladies, because you're not stepping on my day because I hate all these European um, holidays. Mother, Father, Christmas, you right, what April, uh, Easter, whatever it is, I do appreciate recognition, you know, as a being a, a great father and a father for so many. So I'm always gonna, you know, pat myself in the back. But I mean, I think that you're totally right on that. I will agree with you on that. Didn't agree with you on a few other things, but I will agree <laughs> with you on that. <laughs> that I'm happy that we can have a a show where uh, we can agree uh, for this part. But I still will say again. Understanding and understanding and feeling their bitterness. I am so with my queens because I hate a deadbeat Negro. Can't stand a deadbeat Negro. Don't feel a deadbeat Negro. Don't want a deadbeat Negro around me because this deadbeat Negro ain't taking care of his seeds. But at the same particular time, queens pay attention to that deadbeat Negro. Right. Because yeah. the original Debbie Negro was the white slave master. Right. The original Debbie yeah. Negro. Right. So um, I don't necessarily feel that. And I feel every day, 365, we should be celebrated on our fatherhood and our motherhood. But at the same particular time, it is unfortunate that women feel to have that extra. Yeah, I'm doing it. When we know you're doing it, right? Yeah. I mean, Mother Day is celebrated almost like Christmas time, where Father's Day is like, oh, did you know Father's Day was next week? 
Really, you know, it, it, and all Father's Day is 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 it's, it's like happy hour. You know, it's not even happy hour. It's male bash day, no, bro. No, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, what, what dudes get for, for Father's ah. Day? No, no, I'm saying, yeah, no, no, I hear you. That's what I'm saying. Ah, like, I, I mean, it, it's it's really Man. it's like the bar is gonna have half off on nachos and wings. Uh, there may be a twenty percent off on your tea times if you play golf. I'm just <laughs> like I mean, like it's really it's it, it, there's not a little fanfare. It's not at all. <laughs> it's like winning a ping pong championship. Uh, You're yeah. not getting on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Come on, there's, there's, there's no. <laughs> if 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 they saluted the male just as much as they saluted the woman for being what they are at that moment, I think that balancing it out for the fathers that are really father, because you got to remember through the greatness of that child that is birthed by the mother. That great sperm had to get into that situation to implode into that great chrism that they have, right? So you need us. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like the man is very important in this positioning. Yes. And and something that I look at and 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 this is my personal belief. And uh, I believe that Giving more of a nod to women than men, in my eyes, is okay. Like, just there's more done for women than than for for men. I'm okay with that because I'm a firm believer in that. Fundamentally, the way that we're wired as human beings, the way that we're put together, we complement each other. But women are actually wired better. Like the, the every the ability to you gonna bash women now you gonna break no because there's responsibility that comes along with being better. And, and that's real. I'm, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in that. And that the way that women are in alignment with each other, through cycles will run concurrently if you put women together. That their emotions and stuff are offset by the degree of where the relationship to the moon. That women's intuition, their mind, body, spirit, and, and, and all those things that come together are more in tune than men are. Yeah. That's why you hear the, the old analogy that men are logical. We actually have to think things through to understand what women innately feel through intuition. Yes. That's why I mean that they're wired better. That's how they always find out that you cheated. Yeah. Like I had to, I explained somebody about algebra and we were talking about algebra. He said, man, I've never used algebra in real life. I said, yeah, you have. He's like, when you ever use algebra in real life? Yeah. I said, a woman's intuition is the definition of algebra. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, so in algebra, you've got numbers and you've got variables. Okay. A woman's algebra just take it with you when you come home and you tell your woman where you've been all day she doesn't know what the truth is but she knows it's not what you told her so you left at 12 noon you came home at 6 p.m the story that you told her is x her intuition is trying to solve for x like where were you all day mm-hmm. she does not the, the, that intuition that I, I don't know what the truth is but i know it's not what you're telling me mm-hmm. I don't know where you were, but it's not where you said you was at. That 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 alignment stuff, we don't have that. We actually have to Sherlock Holmes it and put all the clues together and figure shit out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're logical because by necessity, their their intuition keeps them more in alignment. That's why I say that, that women are, are wired better. And like in the words of Spider Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, you definitely. got to be a little more careful and choosy about who you pick. And dudes, we need to put up a better product. No, we definitely need to put a better product out there. We have to always put our best. I mean, we have to ask ourselves, are we prepared to look at that for the rest of our lives? With or without, you're going to have to always sit there and say, that's my baby mama. 
said that, Dad. Yeah, I think the, the mother of my child. The, 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 when we grow up, I remember being a kid and hearing said that don't get married unless you can support you and your wife without your wife working. Most definitely. I remember this is what I was told as a child. That's a whole. That's such an old saying now because I don't even think it counts anymore. It, and then don't have kids unless you can support you, your wife, and your child without your wife working. Because the thought process was is that kid doesn't get ushered off to daycare or all these strangers are involved in raising your baby. That if you can't support your wife and you can't support your wife and your child, then you're not ready or in a position to procreate. You're right. So if you're like, man, I ain't never the economy. I ain't never going to have enough money for her to stay home. Then you just may not need to have babies. And that's why I have only one. <laughs> and I adopted the rest that was already 17, 16, 14. You know what I'm saying? Like now it, they're older now. And if you really want to have a family, then hustle harder and, and, and get your situation strong. And if you really want a family, man, be better and, and be a better father, man, and, and do the right thing. Because a lot of men, they're going to hurt on this day. I'm going to laugh on this day because I'm a father 24 hours a day, 365, and I'm always great at it. I'm not the best at it. I'm great at it. And I'm always learning more and new things. But some of these brothers are really going to be hurt, man. June 18th. These are things that we look at and that we bring attention to. Father's Day, regardless of, because uh, it's not it's not even the same globally. That, that there's always every culture in every country, every nation, there has some day or some time period, some season that they use to represent each of the the parents and show that nod. And hopefully that you don't need to wait to a calendar day to acknowledge, you know, the, the father that's been raising you or been in your life. And if and nothing else, use that as a benchmark to see where you are, because on days like that, that's kind of that is a gauge. You know, it's one thing if you if your kids call you to cuss you out. It's another thing if they just don't call you at all. <laughs> and these are things that we look at. And like Barry said, you know, we could agree to disagree on certain subjects. Most but we, definitely. Don't, we don't always have to see things eye to eye. And that is very indicative of the world and society. We don't always have to see eye to eye on everything. Wow. And it's OK to disagree. And don't. Keep quiet because you're afraid to disagree with something when you actually feel the need to, to say, say something. something. And you don't have to be upset when you disagree with someone. Just say something. That's it. I'm Jermaine Morris here with Mr. Barry Axius. Barry Axius on Facebook. Thank you for all the new followers. Barry Axius on Twitter. I'm going to get on Twitter soon. And Barry Axius. No, not Barry Axius on Instagram. Team Boy on Instagram. Continue to like, share, and follow Jermaine Morris on Facebook, at J. Morris CEO on every other social media platform. The show always airs on SoundCloud. We put the links up on all the social media sites. Share it, follow it. Tell leave, a friend. Tell post a friend, it. Leave like comments. It, listen to it 1,000 times and curse us out if you don't like something you hear. That's always good. Tell us do better. <laughs> this is episode 26. Coming for 40, baby! I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axius. Yes, sir. And until next show, we will holler at you later.